right, good morning, everyone. Welcome to uh, Hillside this morning. Great to see you all. Welcome to everyone that is joining us online. Um, as you all have probably heard, uh, things are increasing in Colorado in relation to COVID. Uh, so there's a little bit of ambiguity going on. Some new regulations and guidelines came out Friday evening, and we uh, were trying to figure out, actually it may have been a couple nights before that, trying to figure out exactly how it applies to us, how it applies to houses of worship. There's some ambiguity between events and worship services and such. So over the next week or two, we're going to be working this out and trying to figure out what that exactly looks like in terms of capacity. Uh, there is a chance we're going to have to go back to 25 people, but again, there's some ambiguity there. So I think right now the, the sign-up for next week is set at 25, just so if you see that, that's why it's set at 25. If we feel like we can bump that back up during the week, we will. Um, the other thing that we're going to ask, which is a little bit different than we've, what we've been doing for the last two months, is that we're going to ask you to keep your masks on during the service, you know, even if you're sitting down. Um, because, again, the guidelines seem to be getting a little bit stricter. They're trying to really nip this thing in the bud before uh, we get another massive surge. So if you could just uh, go with us on that, we would appreciate it. Uh, a couple other things going on, announcements, Life of the Church stuff. Uh, we're going into the Christmas season. Uh, Operation Christmas Child is a big part of that, and our church is a big part of the OCC uh, operation here in Golden because we're one of the central collection sites, and we could use some help. With that, uh, we've got uh, in a couple of weeks, I think it's November 16th through the 23rd, if the dates are right in my head, but it's all on the website. Uh, there's two hours every day for like eight days where we're going to be doing collections here at the church, and uh, we could use some help, some volunteers with that. So if you are interested in helping out with that, um, Claudia Light is the key person to contact, and there's information on the website about uh, Operation Christmas Child. And then I also want to just remind everyone, the snow is going to start coming soon, and we could use some help here at the church. Uh, when it does snow, we kind of put together a call list of people that we can call to come and do some shoveling around the sidewalks and such. So if you're interested in helping with that and being on that list, that would be awesome. Just email me um, and let me know. And uh, my information's in the uh, Hillside Happenings, uh, and it's also on the website. And then lastly, just want to point you, um, as we have been for the last few weeks, to the Bible app the Version Bible app on computer, laptop, phone, tablet, etc. We are using that more and more for sermon notes, outlines, announcements, scriptures, and we would encourage you to download that app and connect that way. It's a great way. It's kind of our virtual bulletin, if you will. So uh, that's available on Version Bible app, and just go to the events section and look for the Hillside event. Okay, so I think that's it, so let's uh, go ahead and pray. We've got a great morning, I think, for you guys this morning. We're going to be spending some time in worship. We're going to be doing communion. We're going to be learning more about uh, what it means to worship and why we worship and how we worship. Uh, so let's start that with a little bit of prayer. Father God, we do just come before you <clears throat> grateful to be able to meet together in person and online and just thankful that we are part of a community that, that serves you and that uh, is part of your kingdom. And Lord, we are here to serve you. We are here to acknowledge you and your sovereignty and your goodness and, and, and your rule in our lives. And we just want to submit to that, Lord, and we want to worship you today. So as we learn more about worship, as we enter into worship, just draw our hearts to you, Lord. Lord, we believe, but help us with our unbelief. 
We want to know you more, but we want you to show us more of who you are. And Lord, we just depend on you for uh, this relationship. And we want to do our part, Lord, but we know that uh, ultimately you're God and we're not. So we thank you for this time. Uh, We pray for your protection upon everyone here, upon everyone at home. We just pray for the eradication of this virus and also just the eradication of the division in our culture. And as we go into this election week, Lord, I just pray for your peace, uh, for your goodness. Lord, we just uh, confess that we have placed other things before you as a country, and I just, on behalf of this country, just confess that and repent and pray for you to heal our land. And just ask that these divisions would not continue to wreck us, that there would be peace instead of unrest. So again, Lord, we lift this time up to you, to your glory, to your praise, and to your honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can stand up if you like. Uh, Sean didn't know that we were going to start with this song, but I love this song because especially in our spiritual, political um, climate uh, right now, and, and physical uh, things that are going on in our land. Um, this is one of my favorite songs. This is when I pull out the big guns and, and I sing this song. Um, this uh, last verse, and this, this is from scripture, but draw near to him, he, he is here with us. Give him your love, he's in love with us. He will heal our hearts, he will cleanse our hands. If we rend our hearts, he will heal our land. So as we worship together, and we're gonna talk uh, more in depth just about why we come together and worship. Let's fight. Um, Our weapon is our melody that God gives us. And uh, so God's given us these songs um, this morning. Um, these are not just thrown together, they're, they're prayed over and, and uh, change a few times, but um, we believe that these are the songs that God has given us to really, to use in battle today and to, uh, to sing together. So let's do that. Sing for joy to God our strength sing for joy to God our strength sing for joy sing for joy to Sir. 
give him your love. He's in love with us. He will heal our hearts. He will cleanse our hands if we rend our hearts.
the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. sing for joy that you are strength to give you the praise that you deserve God God you're bigger than our words you're bigger than our voices you're bigger than our actions you're bigger than our acts of worship God, we give you all we are, all that we have. God, would you be honored in this place today? Would you be worshiped? Amen. You can be seated. Every morning, uh, every Sunday morning before we practice, we pray. We pray for a lot of things, mostly um, that God would prepare us, but we pray against the enemy of technology who comes to steal, kill, and unplug things. Um, so it's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, this is, this is not junk stuff up here, but... Um, I don't know that the devil is in the cables, but I was pretty sure this morning. Um, but every morning we pray, we, uh, um, we come to him and say, God, would you prepare us? Uh, would you prepare us spiritually, but would you prepare us musically too? And uh, our prayer is that um, when, when we practice and when we lead people in worship, that... Um, we're at a point where we're not distracted by music and we're not um, distracted by, ooh, am I playing this right? Uh, what are the chords here? And uh, so we don't want to be distracted in worship by the music, 
but we also don't want, to, want it to be about the music and overly confident in ourselves. Oh, oh this is going to be great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shred this solo. It's going to be awesome. Do you shred? Yeah. <laughs> Donovan shreds. So, but it's a, it is a fine balance. Um, sometimes, most of the time, we go into Sunday mornings, okay, we've practiced. Uh, this is going to go south. And uh, we don't really feel prepared technically, musically, and all that. And uh, there's a little bit of that fear. And I think it's a good, healthy fear because it causes us to completely depend on the Lord. And um, we're in a place of dependence as we get up here, and, which I think is a good, healthy place. Um, sometimes we don't even have all the songs picked out. We have a good list, and then we, uh, um, then we just say, God, you know, we've got some songs here. Would you lead us? Act some songs, add some songs, whatever you want. We'll do it. Um, so it doesn't always feel together when, when we get up here. And I can't speak for the other pastors and teachers here, but um, it just didn't feel all together before I got up here to share with you. Um, I've, got, I've got some notes here. I want to make sure I kind of go over some stuff, but maybe not. But um, it just, I just didn't feel, that's probably why I woke up at 5 and I can go back to sleep. The time change, I wanted to take advantage of the time change and, and I still woke up at five, which is six something, but anyway, another story. The, uh, so it didn't really feel all together, so, but I guess that's a good thing because I'm, you know, it's a good place of dependence and good, healthy, nerve-wracking fear that I'm feeling right now. Um, but last month we talked about the importance of worship in our lives and we, we read verses like, Whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do it all for the glory of God. You know, everything is an act of worship and treat it like that. Um, so, and I'd love to hear back from you guys on, on what you guys do during the week. Uh, what is your act of worship maybe at work? How do you worship the Lord at work and um, in your everyday life? It'd be fun to hear those stories. But, so this time, this month, we're going to talk about, well, well, why do we come here? Why do we worship together corporately with music and, and uh, fog machines and lights? Well, we don't have fog machines, but um, that's another. You know, we used to make fun of fog machines and stuff too, but, but you know, they do add a lot of cool, like, ambiance, but we, we're not going to bring in fog machines. Don't worry. We're not going to do that, but... Um, so that's what I kind of want to share today, just the importance of why we come together corporately, especially now during these crazy times. Why is it worth the risk? Why is it worth the risk to come? Um, so um, about 10 years ago, we, uh, uh, I read uh, Matt Redman's book, The Heart of Worship, I think it was called The Heart of Worship. It was a little book. But the, the whole story behind that song, and I don't know if you remember that song. Um, maybe we'll sing it. It's a good song. But what we did is, what he did is he, he uh, walked his church through, okay, here's what I feel like God is telling me to do. 
we're not going to sing in church until he tells us to. And so, um, which everyone was like, what? Isn't that your job? Like, you're supposed to lead us in singing. So, but he, the pastor backed him up and he did it. So, um, yeah, and then he wrote this song after, after that time. But we did that here at Hillside. And there's some of you who are still here who remember that. Um, and it was, it was interesting. It was, it was cool. Uh, we feel like, we felt like God said, all right, let's, let's just come together and pray together and sit in silence together. And so I would come up here and lead worship without my guitar, which was very uncomfortable. But I came up here and we led just a time of silence and then, and then we prayed out, um, whoever felt led to pray. And it was, it was a really rich time. So that went on for like a month, month and a half-ish. So it was, you know, it was uncomfortable and it was awkward. Um, the last Sunday we did it, um, Helen Kies, David Kies' mom, um, she prayed out, and so there was a dog barking in the neighborhood, and I don't know if some of you remember this, but there was a dog barking, and Helen <laughs> says, God, I just know that dog is barking because he misses the music in this church. Would you please bring the music back to this church? And so we, we started doing music again after that Sunday, but um, God bless Helen. So um, it, that's a funny story, but it was a good reminder of uh, the importance of worship in our everyday life, but also um, the importance of music as well. It, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder, but God really showed us, yeah, it is awkward, and you're able to worship me, but I created music for the purpose of, of worship. To, for you to use it as a conduit uh, that, that he can use to really draw us closer and to break through hearts. Um, and we're gonna talk about how uh, worship is emotional. And um, that's kind of a buzzword, but Donovan brought up this song, so we're gonna sing Heart of Worship. So can you add that to the list, Jeff? But listen to these words as you sing and um, um, just imagine Helen Kai's her relief when she sang this after a couple months. When the music fades and all is stripped away and I simply come longing just to bring something that's worth that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking
king of endless worth King of endless worth No one could express How much you deserve Though I'm weak and poor All I have is yours Every single breath Bring it more than a song I'll bring you more than a song For a song in itself Is not what you have required You search much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into So I love the, the pre-chorus there that's, uh, I'll bring you more than a song because a song in itself is not what you have required. So that's when the song itself is, is, is a red flag. If it's all about the music, then that's, that's not what he's talking about when he says sing for joy and sing to the Lord all you But a song with heartfelt worship behind it is what he's asking us. So worship is emotional. All music is emotional. If it's not, it's not very good music, sorry. Um, if it doesn't move you in some way, then, uh, then, it's, then it's not very good music. <laughs> Um, and God knew that when he created it and God says to uh, that the, the most important thing that we can do is to love him with all of our heart with all of our mind with all of our soul and with all of our strength so if you think about the heart um, I think about the emotional side of us when you think about the mind, you think about worshiping in truth, knowing who you worship, like we talked about last time. When I think about the soul, I think about worshiping him in the spirit, everywhere, anywhere, because the spirit is everywhere and anywhere. And then strength, everything that you do, do it all for the glory of God. Um, Strength is a tough one too because it's 
when it applies to music too, I, I, I think we need to we need to apply that more when we sing. Um, when you sing, sing, go go all in, sing loud. If your voice cracks every once in a while, that's okay. Worship him with all of your strength. So it's been really cool just with the music part of things. As a worship leader, I feel like um, God wants to try to talk to you through the music and speak to you through the music. Um, emotionally, whatever that means, whatever that sounds like, whatever that looks like. But um, so as, as a worship leader, I, I, I try to translate. I try to say, okay, what is God trying to speak to us and try to create music or lead music that would, that would, um, that would follow that leading of what God wants to do. And it's been really cool just especially in the other things in my life of doing music for film and, and things like that, the, the, the point is to try to create this emotion that people will feel when they watch something in film. And you guys have experienced that when you watch movies and things like that. Um, so it's, it, music is powerful and God uses it powerfully. Music can also be manipulative too. I mean, it's, it's anyone can use music. Music is, is a, an emotional medium, so people can use it. Uh, years ago, Kevin and Brian and I went to a Coldplay concert and it was cool. We, we sat really far away, so we're not even sure it was Coldplay, but it was cool to be there. And, and they sang their songs and it was, it, was, it was great. And at the end of the night, he just said, all right, thanks for coming out, good night. And then it was like everyone left. But there was this, there was this music and emotion flowing in the air and I feel like he could have said anything and people would have responded. He could have said, you know what, there's a dying breed of butterflies in the Amazon and I want you all to text save the butterflies to this number right now. And everybody would have done it, you know, because yeah, okay, just sing another song, it's awesome. So that was an interesting thing, but it's, it's like they heated up the fire and, and the forge and then, and then they just left. They didn't, they didn't mold it into anything. And not that they should have, but, um, but it's powerful and, it's, and it's, it's potentially dangerous too. So if, it, if it's all about that emotion, and, and if that emotion doesn't lead to a heartfelt worship of God, then it's wasted emotion. Um, so I, I uh, was talking to Malia about this, and she, uh, she is leading a, um, a live worship time at CCU, and we had a nice talk. And so instead of trying to tell you what she said, uh, I filmed her, and so Jeff, do you want to play that video, and then we can talk about that. So I just wanted to share how God has been moving here at Colorado Christian University. For those of you who don't know, I've been going here for the past couple years, a part of the worship team, and this year we've been able to hold live worship nights on top of um, pre-recorded chapel services so we still get to have 
some in-person worship, which is so special. So we feel like God has been moving us to just bring people back to the heart of worship. And in this time where it's really hard to meet in person, um, it's just been such a good reminder of why it's important to worship corporately and why we worship. I know for me it's been a journey trying to figure that out. And um, I used to just believe that in order to have a good time of worship, I needed to have this huge emotional experience where I was, is emotional, and God moves and speaks through it. And so we're just trying to find the happy medium of how can we um, give Him the glory and praise He deserves and keep our hearts in line with that, but also make sure that we are connecting to God and authentically um, praising Him. We've already been able to see God move in powerful ways during these live worship nights and just being able to meet together in person. We do have really, really cool emotional experiences when we're together, but it's been a good reminder just to make sure that that's not the focus and it's not about how we're feeling that night. Um, but. It's just about coming together and bringing Him praise, regardless of the emotional experience. She's so pretty. So, um, I feel like these are the rules of engagement. When we're here, here's the rules of engagement. Worship with all of your heart, okay? So, ask the Lord to engage with you emotionally. Okay, and for some of you that's uncomfortable, but and, and that emotion might look different for some of you. Um, sadness is an emotion, and sometimes God, we are able to worship God in ways we've never been able to when we are at, in the valley, when we are walking through the valley. Uh, that's the first thing that Job did when he lost his family and all his possessions. As he dropped to his need, he shaved his head first. She, Katie reminded me of that. He dropped to his knees, tore his robe, and then he worshiped. But the shaving the head. I just read that verse. It's not like I. <laughs> yeah. But that was like an act of worship. Maybe tearing, I don't know. But that's the first thing he did. That was his first response. Um, and I know that's difficult. I honestly, I, I stand before you today, and I don't know that I could do that. I at least think that it may not be my first response. Um, so I confess that to you, but I'm challenging myself and I'm challenging you when you're in those valleys, when you're in those low points, your first response should be to worship. And what does that look like? Does that mean sing at the top of your lungs? Maybe not. Maybe it means falling to your face and crying out to the Lord or, yeah, I don't know what that looks like, but, um, that's a, that's a good first response. Worshiping with all of our mind. Be in the word. Know who you're worshiping. Know your God. Uh, he knows you. Um, so when you worship, you know who you're worshiping. You know the, the, more and more the depths of the love that he gives us. How high and how wide and how deep. It's, uh, it's, it's, you'll never get there. You'll never understand it completely. But 
Pursue him, pursue him in truth. Worship in spirit, worship uh, with all of your soul, wherever you're at. Pray continually. Um, it doesn't mean preparing with your eyes closed. That's very dangerous. Please don't do that. But praying continually, keep that conversation with God going throughout the day. God, what, what do you want in this circumstance? What do you want in this situation? Uh, what do you, that's, that's worshiping him in spirit as well. And then worship with all of your strength. If you're gonna be here and if you're gonna sing, you need to do your part. So I'm, I'm like your coach, all right? So you gotta, you gotta do your part or you're off the, no, I'm not gonna kick you off the team. <laughs> but if you're gonna be here, worship. Don't do half-hearted worship. Don't do half-hearted worship, lukewarm worship. Don't sing under your breath, sing it out. Worship with all your strength. Um, when we're in a place where everyone has one desire to worship him with everything that we have, can you imagine what that will sound like? It might sound really bad, but it's not. No matter how bad you think you sound, sing it out and see what happens. Um, don't seek an, uh, an emotional experience, but seek an emotional experience. Here's what I mean by that. Seek to worship God with your emotions. And, and uh, you're not seeking the experience, but you're seeking the Lord with all of who you are, with all of your emotion. I know that's, that's, that's kind of a contradictory thing and, and a controversial subject right now, but we're not seeking an experience. We're not seeking these, these things. We're seeking the Lord. And and if we do this with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our strength, it's, it's gonna be emotional. It's gonna be joyous. It's gonna be, it's gonna be difficult. It's gonna be, it's gonna be um, heartbreaking. It's gonna be effective, uh, not just for you, but for each other. So when you're not singing out, you're, you're holding back, you're holding back. So don't hold back. Sing out, not just for your benefit and for God's benefit, but for the body. So, and that's the last thing that I wanna address is just we're, we're called to do this out of obedience. Um, Ephesians 5, 18 through 20 says, don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're going to tag team a little bit again um, because Mike was sharing with me about um, Hebrews 10, verse 24 to 25, and I had just read that in a Bible study, and so I just had a few thoughts on that um, because I actually, right before I read it, I asked the Lord to give me a fresh understanding of it, and then it just like, I just feel like he spoke to me, but Hebrews 10, 24 to 25 says, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Um, so the, it's interesting because Jason and I, he, we homeschool and we've been doing ancient Rome. And so it just reminded me because he's been reading about all these martyrs and just the persecution and um, 
that happened, and this is the context in which this is spoken, that people could actually die for their faith if they were meeting together and proclaiming together. And so we have to believe that if we're told not to forsake assembly and being together, that it's that valuable if it would be spoken in that context. Um, And we too are facing uncertain times and there are risks of being together. um, And I'm not here to say what that looks like, but just something to be praying about as well. Um, that it's just that important to be together in in different settings because we're told to not forsake that. Well, oftentimes when I read these those scriptures, 24 and 25, I often focus on the latter part about not forsaking um, being together, but I also realize that it tells us to um, consider how we can spur each other on. And that really hit me because it's that we're supposed, we all have a part to play, like Mike said, in worship even, we have a part to play. It's important to be together and worship together. And we're asked to be thoughtful and intentional um, about how we are to be engaged in one another's lives. And so that's something that we cannot forget. And in that telling us to encourage one another and to spur one another on, I looked a little bit into that and it's really interesting, the verbiage used was to excite or provoke And usually provoke has a negative connotation, but in this sense, it's a positive one. And it's like, um, like Mike was just saying, it's like a coach rallying his team that's lagging behind or a captain marshalling his troops to stand their ground and hold the line. And that is so important to us because like Mike is talking about why we worship. And if you remember a month ago, I shared something that's um, really struck me that when we worship the Lord, we're settling um, the issue of authority in our lives. And it's important to do that because we're singing out truths of scripture. And again, it's an emotional medium when we worship. And so the Lord uses that in our lives. But Another reason why we worship is to encourage one another, and it really, because we are in a battle. That's what scripture tells us. Um, A couple weeks ago, so Braden and Allie had, you know, there's only limited seating here, and they they didn't get to sign up before it'd fill up, you know, a number of weeks in a row, and so they hadn't been here for a while, and I was um, standing right there worshiping, and Braden and Allie were right there. I'm going to cry because I cried then to hear their voices worship the Lord right there next to me and then to have the team in front and then to have you guys behind and the side. I just felt my faith increase. I felt so encouraged to um, sing my heart out and just leave it all on the line before the Lord. And that is why it is important to be together. Um, it just... in the Lord uses it to increase our faith. So it's just an encouragement. Let's not forsake coming together, wherever that looks like, corporately. Let's um, provoke one another on towards worship. And let's shout for joy to the Lord and burst into jubilant song with music. And shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth, and worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. That's why we're here. So, Father God, we 
come together for the purpose of worshiping you. And God, as we worship in song, now together, God, we just, I, I know what song's coming, and Lord, the truth of these words are so profound. And so, Holy Spirit of God, we ask that you would use them to increase our faith. God, you would use them to draw us nearer, to speak to us, show us the things in our life that are hindering us, that are entangling us. And God, we would know your power, your sovereignty, and yet your tender care. So Lord, as a body of believers, we come together and we just wanna proclaim who you are. God, that you are a way maker especially in a world that looks pretty bleak right now. We want to come together as one, like an army. And we want to declare that you, Lord God, maker of heaven and earth, are a way maker. Be glorified in this place, Lord, together, as we worship together. You are here. You're moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You're working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. Sing that you are here. You are here. You're moving in our midst. We worship. We worship you. We worship you. You are here. You're working in this place. I worship you. We worship you. You are. 
That's our desire is to worship you with everything that we are, every part of us, God, every emotion, every word that we say, every action. We desire to worship you. God, teach us how to do that in, in those areas. Teach us how to connect with you emotionally. God, in our, in our joy, in our sadness. God, with all of our strength, teach us how to do that, God. Kevin's going to lead us in communion together. 
So if you're at home and you need to grab some elements, do that now, and then we'll take communion together and then just continue on in worship. opportunity to know and be reminded of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. It's the gift of grace that is offered through the atoning sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus, the Messiah. For without the body and the blood that is spilled on the cross, we would not worship. There would be no mending or turning of hearts it's at this table that is the key that becomes the waymaker in this song that we sing. This is the waymaker moment where we're able to truly experience this life that we have now as children of God, being able to come to this table, to, to know who we are because of the life, the death, and the resurrection. It's in this coming that we know that the king is alive. He is the king of endless worth. No matter what's going on this week, no matter what election or virus we face, he is the king. And we worship that today by coming to this table. We sing for joy to God because he is our strength. We shout to the Lord because he is our God and we are his children. And it's just we've heard today, that's what we worship. And that's why we worship him with our heart, mind, soul, strength, and out of obedience. Coming to this table is a place of obedience. It does take a lot to be able to stand here and take this. It's a reminder, though, too, for us. In Matthew 26, verse 26, it starts by saying this. While they were eating... Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, for this is my body. So together today, we do the same. We take and we eat in remembrance of Christ's body that was broken for you. Then he took the cup. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sin. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. So when we drink this cup, it's also a reminder of his blood that was shed on the cross for you in forgiveness of sin. But when we drink it, we drink it looking forward to the time where we will sit with Jesus and we will drink from this cup together with him. So together we drink this in remembrance of Jesus. Father, we thank you that an act of worship this morning, we're able to come to this table and recognize that you are the way maker. You have provided an avenue for us to, in every moment of every day, to be able to fix our eyes, our hearts, our thoughts and emotions upon you in our worship. 
I think that we are led by um, a solid worship leader that's passionate about moving us to places where we can understand what it looks like to worship. Holy Spirit, I pray that in all of our hearts this week, we would look to you, we would acknowledge you, and we would worship you, God. Amen.
stand and sing if you're not already and you can close with this song. I'm just feeling led to share something that I learned in my time in YWAM. There was a guy who came in to teach and he was talking about worship and uh, just as I heard my dad talking about worshiping God um, I thought of this but his lesson or his, his sermon was called like right song wrong side so it was about the Israelites when God was in the process of freeing them the, the Egyptians charging after them and then they just immediately lose all hope even though God had just performed all the plagues against the Egyptians and had led them out and now when they're running after them, they immediately just like say like, why have you done this, God? Like, what's the purpose of all this? Like, let's just go back to Egypt. Like, it's better to go be a slave than to die right here. And they, and that was the incorrect response. But then God with his um, amazing love uses Moses to split the sea and then they cross miraculously and then God wipes out the Egyptians by making it collapse on top of them and it was then that they rejoiced and worshiped the Lord it was then that they were like praise you Lord you are good you have saved us you are worthy of our praise and the songs that they sang were the right songs to be singing but it was the wrong side of the sea that they were singing it. It was in the moment of, well, they should sing it both sides, but they should have sang it on the other side when they were charging after them. And so I think God wants to challenge us with that, that we shouldn't wait for him to be worthy of praise in our eyes or based off of our circumstances and what he's done for us. Like, once he's done something, then we praise him. Right now is a hard time that we should be praising him right now. And hoping that he'll part the sea and that we'll be able to walk through it unharmed. But just, like, we sing of the goodness of God and what he's done for us already. Because he's worthy of that praise, whether he decides to save us or not. Um, so, that's... That's my encouragement, that we can praise the Lord, um, whatever the circumstance. Let's sing this last song together.
my soul, oh my soul, I worship his holy name, I sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your
God, thank you for who you are. God, thank you for the mystery of who you are. God, thank you for giving us opportunities to worship you. The opportunity to do it, to worship you with all of our heart and with all of our mind, all of our soul and all of our strength. God, thank you for creating music. Thank you for how you use it to crash into our hearts, to stir us, to put a fire in us that cannot be put out. Thank you for that how that leads to a life of service and a life of worship. God, help us to worship you today, this week, and everything that we do wholeheartedly with all of our mind, soul, and strength. We thank you for this church, this place of worship we can come together and be spurred on by each other. Thank you for how you work in us and through us, God. We love you, Lord. Be honored and worshiped in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great week.